Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Don't just ride the index. Seek to outperform it with Fidelity Active ETFs. Learn more at fidelity.com slash active ETFs. Before investing in any exchange-traded fund, you should consider its investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Contact Fidelity for a prospectus, an offering circular, or if available, a summary prospectus containing this information. Read it carefully. While active ETFs offer the potential to outperform an index, these products may more significantly trail an index as compared with passive ETFs. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE, SIPC. Hello? Hello. Hey, is this John? Yeah, this is John. What's going on with you, John? You know, I as I talked to the person earlier, I, I think I have a problem. My you problem think you have a problem? I collect hair. Yeah. You said you collect hair. That is correct. What kind of hair? I mean, just... You know, human hair, not really my own because, you know, I see that every day in the mirror and whatnot, but other people, other people's hair. It, I mean, I'm, I'm 20 years old and I think it's um, starting to get a problem considering how old I am. How long have you been collecting other people's hair? Mm, I'd probably say two, two to three years, but the problem is hair disintegrates after a few weeks because, you know, it's just dead skin cells that, you know disintegrate and whatnot but um yeah I, I definitely say it's a problem i collect other people's hair you know it's almost like a game to me and that is a big issue tell me what you mean by it's a game to you so you know if i find if i'm at work or at school or whatnot if i find you know a clump of someone's hair on the ground that would you know in my head be like worth more than just finding a singular strand of hair mm -hmm. and you know over time when i bring them back to my house or wherever i'm keeping them um i don't know i kind of see what i've done for the day and so these these hairs are are like points to you almost yeah like like a point system with hair mm -hmm. let me ask you a question really quick what would that be? Are you fucking with me? No, I'm not fucking with you. You're not fucking with me? I'm not. Over time, they disintegrate, but, you know, after a while, a couple days, you know, I, I just, sometimes I throw them out, but sometimes I keep certain ones that I like. I've also thought about, you know, I've gotten really good at you know, looking at other people's hair, how long it is, what color it is, whatnot. I wonder if, like, I could become a pretty good crime scene investigator if there was hair involved, you know? I don't know. Interesting. Interesting. So you're good at uh, taking little pieces of hair and uh, matching them to their source. Exactly. Now, tell me... What is it in a particular strain or clump of hair that makes you attracted to it? I don't know. Hair is just very individual, and I feel like, you know, it's a part of somebody. It's a like, in, like I don't know, a very small sample of what someone is, and I don't know, just seeing what that could lead to, I feel like that's somewhat interesting to me. Hmm. So you like uh, how the, the piece of hair theoretically represents a small part of a much larger human being. Yep, I mean, I'm pretty pretty sure you just nailed it. Hmm. So when you find clumps of hair just on the floor, do you, do you think about the people to whom the hair once belonged? Always. And how does that work? I always do. you do. imagine those people? I mean... Sometimes it's hard to, you know, put a face to, you know, a singular piece of hair that I found on the ground, you know. But um, I don't know. Sometimes I just I create like a, a fictional person that I think it could have belonged to, you know. If I find a, a, you know, a short piece of brown hair like 
some random guy. I don't know, just create some fictitious guy. Or, you know, if I find a, a long piece of blonde hair, like what girl that could have belonged to and whatnot. Mm. And does uh, do you think that just from a clump of hair or strain of hair, you can tell anything about the person to whom it belonged? I mean, if you if you had like you know a lot of scientific objects and whatnot, and were you know a, some sort of scientist, probably. But just me, I I really don't think I can make an accurate depiction of what the person would look like. Hmm. And Other do you only like. do you only find clumps of hair that are kind of randomly laying about, or do you ever go out of your way to procure a certain person's hair? You know, sometimes when I'm kind of getting into the game, and I mean this kind of fictitious game, I I do go out of my way sometimes to get people's hair, but most of the time it's just me randomly stumbling upon hair on a random surface. What are you doing when you're going after a certain person's hair? How do you usually get their hair? I mean, there's... I don't really think I've gone after a specific person's hair, but I've just kind of been trying to find where hair would be in order to get more points. So that's mm -hmm. good. I mean, it's good that I'm not trying to specifically find one person's hair but right. you know common places um carpets as i said earlier are, are pretty big other surfaces would be nice um you know countertops and whatnot and you know maybe i know this might sound gross but you know if i find a stray hairbrush you know that's that's a gold mine what do you do with these hairs where, where do you where do you sort of keep them and put them you know like obviously if i'm you know walking around i would probably just keep them in my pocket or sometimes maybe my wallet also and then once i get back home you know i i just think about them and i have a little drawer actually for some of them um once they kind of start to wither i kind of sweep them up and dump them out but you know i Sometimes I keep them in there. Now, it says here that you are worried that, uh, that this might be a weird habit. Is that a legitimate concern yeah, of yours? This, I think it's... I feel like I could be able to... I think it would be very easy to break this habit, but um, it is definitely a problem because it is very strange in my mind. Hmm. But yet I like doing it. Hmm. Um, do you see yourself anytime soon ceasing your collection of hair? I think so. And I really hope so. Because just this conversation alone has made me think like, wow, this is an issue. And I think talking about how weird it is is probably enough for me to stop, but you know, there's a chance, and I kind of like the thrill of, you know, finding, you know, a pretty decent-sized clump of hair. So, I, so I, I'm not sure. So, so, so you say that, that having this conversation is causing you to realize uh, that it might be a problem. I have a, I have a couple questions yeah. about that first before we, before we move okay. on. Um, have you talked to the, uh, anyone else about this? I have not. Nobody. Really, not a single person. No, I, I don't. You know, sometimes I, when I'm, you know, alone for a while and I kind of just get wrapped up in doing my own thing, I, I don't really think it's something I need to tell other people. Uh, and then what about this conversation has made you realize that this might be a weird habit? Because I'm talking about it to somebody else and thinking about what you might be thinking about this is probably enough for me to realize that it's very weird considering you might think that it is a strange habit. Well, I'm not really thinking about whether or not it's a strange habit. I'm, I'm just sort of picking apart uh, your feelings about it. 
But it sounds like your feelings about it are evolving for you to believe that it is a strange habit that you should stop doing. You are correct. Do you feel like it'll be easy for you to stop doing this? I mean, as I said, I I think it should be moderately easy, but, you know, I haven't really tried to stop it. You know, this has been going on for, as I said, a couple of years now, two years, I'd say maybe. Um, So I don't know. What do you think I should do to stop this? Well, you you probably need a new... I don't know. I think think it would be better for you to get a new hobby. Do you have any other hobbies that you might be able to get more invested in than, than hair? could collect something else that is probably probably not something that belongs to other people's bodies just you know yeah. some sort of other collection might be a, yeah. a start yeah what uh what uh do you do you do you have any ideas of other things you might want to collect that is not human hair i'm big into plants and animals so maybe one of those two perhaps plants. i like plants let's do plants you get into plants. Be a plant guy. Go learn about all the different types the of plants. Botanist. Yeah, become like a botanist. Like and you know, botanist. and that's 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 a uh, you're still sort of uh, collecting. I mean, I know hair is not alive, but it came from a living thing. You are still you are satisfying whatever urge you have to collect living things, but they are they're plants. And I suppose it's not as creepy because it doesn't come from other people. No, I think you can get away with plants. Could I eventually become a botanist after this? I think so. It sounds like this collection, this collecting thing has, has opened up a lot of career paths for you. That is true. You know, you John, find... is there anything that you want to say to the people at the computer before we go? I mean, I hope the people of the computer aren't too embarrassed or embarrassed for me. So I hope they know that I'm trying to make changes in my life. I think they do. And I hope the people of the computer can support me. Have a good night, John. You too, Gek. Hello? Hello? Hi. Hello? Who is this? Uh, don't, don't say who is this. You called me. Oh my gosh. Oh, sorry. I, okay, I look right in the stream. I didn't realize I was talking to you. What's your name? My name is Esther. Esther. I love Esther the, is one of yeah. the names of, um, have you ever, are you Jewish at all? Yeah, I am. It's, are you talking about Queen Esther? Yeah, Queen Esther from the Purim story. What did she do? Do you remember what she actually did? Um, oh, I'm going to be a bad Jew. I can't, I think... I know she had a girl boss moment. And oh, you know what? Pain. You know what? I remember. I remember she had her girl boss moment was like, okay, all right, I'm going to hail Mary here. I don't remember this exactly, but I think Haman had a plan to like kill all of the Jews and, yeah. uh, and Queen Esther found out about the plan and she was, wait, okay. Now that I'm remembering this, this was so dumb. She had a plan to tell <laughs> King Ahash. You remember King Ahash Farosh? Yeah, yep, yep. She had a plan to tell a king a to tell King Ahasuerosh, "Hey, Haman's going to kill all the Jews." But the thing about King Ahasuerosh is you are not allowed to go even if you're his wife, you're not allowed to go yeah. into King Ahasuerosh's chamber without being summoned. And if you do, if you go to see King Ahasuerosh when he didn't summon you, if you just go without making an appointment, he kills you. Like that's the deal. Yeah. Even if you're his wife. Do you remember yeah, this? Like- yeah, he had a whole bunch of wives, and she was, like, really young. I think she might have been a teenager or something. Dude, Purim was kind of fucked up. Like, that's stupid. Why would you have that rule? Why would you kill your wife just for saying hi to you or, you know, coming to see you? It is, but I also love the holiday because it's, like, you know, it feels like it's for me almost. It's, like, my time to shine. <laughs> <sighs> what is going on with you today, Esther? Oh, yeah. Okay. Cat huffing. I wanted to talk about cat huffing. Uh, say that again, I cat recently, huffing? 
Yeah, like H U F or yeah, H U F F I N G. I'm a okay, terrible got seller. Cat huffing. But yeah. Please. Yeah. Okay. So I recently kind of found out about this. Well, I guess not recently. A couple months ago, where like if you deeply kind of like inhale your cat's fur and like really get your nose in there, it's a really calming smell and it's a really like nice smell. It's a different smell for everyone. Like for me. It's like a warm oatmeal kind of cinnamon, cinnamon, oh my God, I can't pronounce it, cinnamony smell. And like, it turns out it's because like cats smell like your house. So it's like, you're smelling your house, which is weird because I don't really smell oatmeal, but my cat smells like it. So I think that's a good sign. And how really does your addicting. cat feel about being huffed? One of them likes it because... She likes attention and she likes being held and I kind of just like hold her and kind of like inhale for a few minutes and just really, you know, really get in there. But the other one's not really a fan, so I like I leave her alone. Sometimes if she's sleeping and she's like dead asleep, I'll get a quick cup in there, you know, but I don't try to bother her when she's awake because I know she's not a fan. Now you say you are addicted to this. Yeah, but I don't want to stop, you know, like it's, I think it's a, a good a good addiction. A good addiction. Do you think... Okay, let's explore this. Do you think <laughs> there are any negative things about being addicted to huffing cats? Yeah, well, I guess with my other cat, it annoys her. So the negative is, you know, an annoyed cat, which is fair. Well, here's the thing about cats is, do you feed this cat? I do. I pay her rent. Do you pay the rent for the cat the as well? Yeah, they both have pet rent. So I do pay this the might food be, and the rent. Uh, what's the, I don't know what this... This might be chauvinistic uh, for toward cats. I don't know if I'm using... I'm <laughs> not using that word right. But uh, not to say that, you know, the cats owe you anything. But they they do. They do a little bit. They, you yeah. house them. You feed them. You uh, clean them. You take care of them. You get a whiff every once in a while. Yeah, like, I t literally tell that them to their faces. Like, if I'm, like, a few minutes late for dinner and I get yelled at, I'm like, listen, I am paying for all these nice things. I got you an individual fan to follow you around this summer to cool you, you off. You got her a, I don't what do you mean a fan to follow her around. Like, how does it follow her around? Oh, well, I, I follow around with the fan. It's portable. It's small. <laughs> She's like, you follow her follow around her. with a fan when during the summer when she gets hot? Okay, yeah, but here's the thing. She makes me nervous. You can stick like, your nose cat... in her mouth, dude. You earned it. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Because she likes to go into like the hot parts of my apartment. Well, I yeah. guess, yeah, apartment not house. But she's a long-haired cat, so you would think she'd want to be closest to my AC unit, right? But she like goes to the hottest parts of my apartment and just lays there. And it makes me so nervous, so I just started following her around the fan, but I don't think she likes the fan because she'll walk away from it. Listen, Esther, I think I if you wanted to eat one of those cats, you would be justified. Oh, I don't know if I could. I feel like they could eat me. If I, like, die in this apartment, I'd give them permission to eat my dead body, but I don't know if I could do the same to them. Hmm. Yeah, well, Esther, I feel like this is a, a new breaking point in the relationship between you and your cats but don't don't get too greedy about it you know don't don't go right. you know t take take your minimum whiff quota but uh don't mm -hmm. you know don't go overboard for your sake not that for the cats but we That's don't know true. what Moderation the, uh, we haven't done key. enough uh, scientific studies on the effect of cat fur on the human brain so tread lightly yeah i could be the first subject of that study Esther, is there anything else you want to say to the people at the computer before we go? Yes, everyone, huff your cats. If you don't have a cat, you can find one outside pretty easily. They might not like it, but worth a shot. I just wanted to get that out there, you know, spread the word. Thank you for calling, Esther. Thank you. Thank you for talking to me. It was an honor. You heard it from Esther. If you see a stray cat... Walking around, doesn't matter what street you found it on, doesn't matter where you found it, could have been the dumpster, could have been a pool. Give it a whiff. See what happens. 
You only live once. Try new things. Hey, folks, this episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. And if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. BetterHelp is a convenient, flexible, affordable, and entirely online option for therapy with video, voice, and texting chat options with a licensed therapist that can be done completely at your own pace and on your own schedule. You don't need to leave your house. You don't need to sit in traffic. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with one of several therapists on the platform. You can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge until you find one that works for you, and you can communicate with your therapist as often as you want and whenever you feel it's needed. It's never a bad idea to find someone qualified to talk to about your issues and get some guidance on them. Learn to make time for what makes you happy by visiting betterhelp.com gecko today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash gecko. Hello? Hello there. Hi. Is this uh, Moody? Hi. That's me. What's going on, Moody? Well, I just got in from nail school, and my boyfriend was watching the show, so I was like, let me try to call the number, and here I am. Here we are. We are on the phone, um, talking to each other. Uh, What's going on with you, Moody? Well, uh, like I said, I just started nail school, so that's kind of new and overwhelming as I've kind of catastrophically failed or quit every other sort of endeavor I've ever taken on. So I'm, I'm still trying, though. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it says here that you go to nail school, you have a movement disorder, and you feel nervous about taking a new trajectory in life. Yes. Uh, it says here you have constantly so, yeah. failed school and careers. Is that accurate? Yes. Uh, when you dis- when you say you have failed school and careers, tell me about the uh, last career that you failed. The last one, I was working front desk at a pediatrics office, and okay. it I, I was hired. They said that I would be trained under this lady who had like 30 plus years of experience, but then she quit because she couldn't handle the stress of that place. So then all of it, the entire front end was just me. Okay. And you said you failed. What is your definition of failing? What do you mean you failed this job? I, I had to quit. Uh, I was living every day where I was just constantly afraid. I, I My anxiety was the worst it had ever been. And I... This is where we get into personal hypothesis here, but I think that's the straw that broke the camel's back in terms of giving me that, well, I shouldn't have said movement disorder. I should have said neurological disorder. Uh, But yeah, that, I think that's what broke. That was the final thing that made me get the neurological disorder. I'm going to sling some of that corny feel-good bullshit at you. (laughs) Because I got a thought. Um, yeah, you know, if a job is causing you immense amount of stress and pain, uh, and so you leave it, I do not consider that a failure. I actually consider that, uh, a strength because to me, if you have the, uh, self-awareness to go, okay, this thing that I'm doing uh, with my short amount of time that I have uh, in, in, on this earth is uh, causing me a great amount of distress. Um, I'm going to leave. That's not a failure. I don't look at that as a failure. Why do you do do? You, with what I've just said, what do you, what do you think about that perspective on it? I hear you, and that's that's something I try to tell myself I think at the time I I really looked at it as a failure because it was really my only shot out of getting out of like retail sort of sales type jobs which had been eating me alive up to that point and I was like oh, okay well maybe I don't have to do retail or sales anymore I can just be the, the, I can be a medical and that can 
I guess people could, or in my mind, I would perceive that people would respect me more if I said that I worked in the medical field as opposed to, you know, front desk at a gym or something like that when I don't even work out. So <laughs> can I can I ask you a question? You said that you're looking at the front desk at the pediatrics office as the only way that you can escape from doing retail. Why do you look at it as the only way? Well, not anymore, really. At the time I did, but now I've kind of found um, nails for myself. I'm just hoping that I can maintain that and that, I guess, my physical, I guess, uh, set what I struggle with physically won't set me back from doing nails. So you uh, were in retail. Um, mm-hmm. And now, okay, so you went from pediatrics. Did you go back for uh, it doesn't matter. So now you're in male school. Let's go. Let's cut to now. We don't need to know what you did after yeah. the pediatrics office. Um, how is nail school going? Well, I just finished day two, so we're still on a bunch of. We haven't even hit theory, like theory or how to sanitize or anything like that. It's strictly just how to be professional. At this is point. this like so, a? I mean, so far so good. Okay, great. Is this like a trade school? Like you get some sort of license or some shit and then you present yeah. it to a salon and then now you're able to work there? Yes. Okay. And you said so far so good. Yep, so far so good. Okay, let me ask you this. Uh, yeah. Do you, what made mm-hmm. you choose to go to nail school? I chose to go to nail school. Well, it was kind of my, I was telling my boyfriend that I wanted to do have my nails done because I never got my nails done growing up because I always played the piano. But I was always very scared of nail salons as well. They always overwhelmed me and I stay away from them. They stress me out. They do smell and pretty uh, was, strong. When I'm in school, I, I've had a headache both days that I've come home. I'm like, oh God, I'm, I'm going to do this. But I'm sure you'll get used he, to it. Anyway. I was like, I want to do my nails. Mm-hmm. I was telling him I want to do my nails, but I can't ever wait for them to dry. Like, I just managed to smudge them. It does not matter what I do. I always sit on them or smudge them somehow. So he was like, let me buy you a fan dryer. That way I can dry my nails in the dryer. But he bought me an LED lamp instead, thinking that it was a nail dryer. So I was like, well... That's not what I need, but I guess I'll try it. So I tried doing gel polishes, and I ended up really liking it. Like, what if, what if I do this as a career? So I toyed with it for a little bit, and I was like, okay, let, let's let's do this. I really don't know what else I'll be able to do because at this point in time, every I, I was now getting to a point with my FND where it was just getting hard to move, and I didn't know how I'd be able to have any sort of job at all because it was just difficult getting around the house but for whatever reason nails was the one thing i could do so i'm I'm in nail school because right now it's the only thing i can do well okay you say it's the only thing you can do but you also said just now that you thought you might like it yeah uh, so i guess okay. i feel blessed that i'm in, the corner i've been backed into seems to be one i like i well i want to get to the whole thing about you being backed in a corner in just a second but I want to point something out here. It, you, you, you're telling me that you have this thing where you're looking at your life as like a series of failures, like failing out of school, failing out of the the uh, pediatrics office. And I want to ask you: in the the series of what you perceive to be failures, uh, at any point, have you actually have you ever actually gone in? Like, have you ever actually gone into any of these endeavors thinking you might like it? Like when you went into being a pediatric, like when you went into being a pediatri- uh, uh at the fucking the pediatrics office, you mm-hmm. mentioned to me about wanting respect, and you mentioned to me about wanting to get out of retail, but you didn't mention to me mm-hmm. that you might actually want to do it. And so, and you're right. And and, and so I got, what I'm bringing up is uh, of all these 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 uh, as as you claim to view them failures. They're all from things that you didn't really actually want to do. I don't know how you felt about school. I assume you weren't super stoked on it. Uh, is that the case? 
Yeah, I tried college four times, and I—I yeah. I mean, the first time, I guess you have that sort of, oh, I'm going to go have the class, the classic college experience, and live in the sure. dorms, and all that excitement that you have, mm-hmm. and then you actually get to college, and you realize none of that, <laughs> none of that is how any of this works. But yes. um, then I kept trying because who, what am I without a college degree? And then I realized that college and I just do not get along. Okay, so that I'm gonna can uh, I stop you right there. I'm gonna stop you right there. You yeah. when you just now you said what am I with a college degree? There's a recurring pattern I'm seeing, and I'm playing pretend therapist here, but I I I'm gonna do this <laughs> anyway. Um, you when you say I wanted to go into uh, being a pediatrician uh, assistant uh, uh, office whatever for respect. I wanted to go to college for respect. You know, those are they're not there's not good reasons to be pursuing something, and they're uh unstable reasons to be pursuing something so like you know in kind i can see why you failed at those things because you went into them for the wrong reasons whereas with this the nail tech thing you seem like you might actually like it seems like it's something that can appeal to you so i wouldn't base your experience i i I wouldn't go into this thinking you're gonna fail because you failed at a bunch of stuff that you didn't actually even want to do in the first place because if you don't want to do it in the first place then yeah, there's a pretty there's a pretty good chance you're not going to be successful in doing it, which is fine. That's how things should work. You know, you should go out and find something you actually want to do, because then you might actually you 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 almost have no hope in being good at something that that you don't actually want to do. You know, so I I, I yeah. would look at this differently than all those other things. And that's, I'm trying to hold out that hope too, but I guess now the case is, uh, you know, within the past year, I've gotten this, uh, this neurological condition that I didn't have for the vast majority of my life. Now I'm afraid that I've fallen into something that I like doing and I might physically not be able to do it. And I'm not going to know until I actually test myself and try it. Tell me a little bit more about what this disorder is. So I have functional neurological disorder, and the I guess the real easy way to say it is that doctors have no idea what causes it or why it happens. Or, but essentially, for me, um, I guess the easiest way to say it is that the way that my brain talks to my body doesn't line up correctly. So there's a bunch of different symptoms for different people, but for me specifically. Um, my I tend to scrunch my face without meaning to. My my head tends to whip back and forth pretty hard, and it yeah. kind of hurts sometimes. My mm-hmm. arms cross across my body, and then sometimes it's like spontaneous paralysis, and I can't move, or I start walking backwards. It's just funny, and it's not predictable. But sure. I'm getting I'm getting better at managing with it. But it, it, there was a point in time where I thought I, I wouldn't. I was just degenerating to the point where I wouldn't be able to get out of bed again. Yeah. You you have involuntary movements. Yes. Uh I, you know what's your name Moody? Moody, I I I I I empathize with you and I I understand why you feel that way. Um I really want you not cuz you're painting this narrative of like this is this is the only thing. This is the one thing you're painting this like narrative of you against a brick wall. Um and I'm sure that there are like genuine honest to god physical limitations for like things you cannot and cannot you can and cannot do. But just because there are a, certain things even if there are a lot of things that you cannot do, I I it helps you in no way to paint a picture of your life is limited because uh, I mean, there's so many things you can, you, you can talk. We're talking right now. So, okay. You can do yep. anything in this world that involves talking. Um, you can think you can do anything in this world that involves thinking. So like mm-hmm. just, just if you can, and I feel bad, you know, saying this cause it's easy for me to say, cause I don't have the thing and I, you have the thing. But I just, for your sake, try and not think of yourself as as limited as, as it sounds like you are thinking of yourself as. What, what do you think about that? That's a hard one. It's hard because I, I, 
I lived so much of my life without this. So to be able to compare where I used to be and just kind of kick myself, oh, why didn't I do X, Y, and Z when I didn't have to worry about whether I'd be fully functional or not today? Sure, but just um, keep 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 moving, man. Like keep being open-minded, you know, because if you're you're kicking yourself now, but like when you're kicking yourself, you're not looking at other things that you might be able to do. Yeah, I've got I've got a backup plan uh, right now. The backup plan is to sell press-ons if I if I'm I can't work in a salon environment. Like if it's too stressful, it's setting me off too much. If I, I can't hold my hands still enough to actually work with clients, then I'll go to press-ons. But then there's the fear of oh, is it is the field too oversaturated? Do people really want more plastic nails? I don't I don't know. <laughs> You know, um, I think as long as you keep your mind open, you'll find stuff to do. The world is pretty infinite. Um, and a lot of people will will uh, kind of combat this by saying like, oh, well, it's easy to say because of this and that and the third thing. But, but goddamn, wouldn't you take a maybe over a no? <laughs> yeah, I'll take maybe for sure. Good. Um, what is your name again, Moody? Moody. Um, Moody, uh, listen, good luck in nail school. I'm rooting for you. And I think even if that doesn't work out, I think it will. But even if it doesn't, I think that there are infinite things for you to do. Uh, I think there are infinite positive uses of your time in this universe. Uh, and I hope you continue to think like that as well. Um, is there anything else you would like to say to the people of the computer before we go? Uh, thanks for hearing me out. Uh, don't do anything I wouldn't do. Gak, bless you, Moody. Thanks, Gak. <sighs> okay, we did it. We did a motivational thing. We said words that were positive. We gave thoughts. I felt bad for Moody because she was she's being so hard on herself, like to, out of the gate. And I kind of I wish I I wish I would have asked her how she. Because a lot of the times when I go on these little rants or whatever, I I forget to be like, okay, but how did you actually feel about all that? ranting I wish I had said that because I kind of maybe heard her come around to it a little bit because at the beginning of the call she was just like this is the only thing I can do this is the corner I backed myself into and I'm like why <sighs> well I wish uh, I wish good luck upon Moody and I hope that she's able to uh, do some good work in the nail salon. Maybe I'll go to her. My nails are fucked up because I keep chewing on them. And, uh... I'm, a, I'm addicted to chewing my nails. Alright, that's that's the end of this, um... This post-call banter. I have nothing else to say. I am a gecko. Hello? Hey! Uh, Eli, what's going on with you? How can I get you today? Okay. So, um... I've... A few years ago, back in high school, um, I was dating this girl, um, and before I started dating her, she was like, oh, yeah, I have this, like, I'm really close with my dad, and I, um, like, I, I want him to like you, so is it okay if I like, give you his number, and then, like, he can, like, talk to you, and then you guys can, like, set up an interview, which was weird <laughs> super weird um yeah so he tell me first so did she actually did she did she did she use the word interview well she was like he wants to talk to you first and i was like you mean like an interview and she said yeah all right i mean look i guess if you're in high school all right maybe i spoke too soon i guess if you're in high school that's not that Weird, but continue. Um, 
I, I guess the idea of the interview itself isn't weird, but the interview itself was. So basically, it was like I, I go to her house to talk to her dad, and he starts like he starts off by talking about like how he like wouldn't be afraid to shoot a home intruder. And how he wouldn't be afraid to shoot me either. And then later asked if I was okay, like what I thought about like guns. And I didn't know how to answer because clearly you don't want to answer saying you don't like them if someone just said they're not afraid of shooting you. <laughs> okay, so what did you do in response to all of this? Um, so basically in the end, the interview, the biggest, the weirdest question he asked me in the end was, are you a virgin? Which at the time I was, but like that's, that it was just a really weird question for an adult to ask me. Super weird question. But at the, but at the time I didn't think it was weird because I grew up Mormon and in, like, bishop interviews and stuff like that, that's the kind of stuff they ask you. Hmm. Okay, so you had this very strange interaction with your girlfriend's dad. And what did you yeah. do in response to that? I, well, I didn't really know what to do. So we kept dating afterwards. Like, we kept dating and he would text me and stuff. <laughs> what kinds of things would he text and you? I never was really sure what to do. He would just like text me like, hey, maybe you should do this. Like, I, I don't know. He did, he'd ask me more really weird questions. And he'd like, sometimes he'd just ask how my day was, which like, I know isn't that weird, but like, it still was really invasive. <laughs> totally. How long did you continue to date this girl afterwards? Like three months. <laughs> okay, what was it like when you broke up with her? It was pretty funny because I broke up with her because of her dad completely. Um, mm. And so after we broke up, she would tell people that we broke up because I wanted her to kiss me and she wouldn't. And so we broke up. <laughs> Hmm. Yeah, well, how did the dad react when you broke up? Would he continue to text you afterwards? Um, so I eventually, like, around the time I broke up with her, told my parents what had been going on. Um, which led to my dad calling him, and I never... I didn't hear this call. I was not in the room or anything. But when he left the room from the call, I was told to... I was told that I shouldn't have to worry about it. And that he said that no one in... That my girlfriend, my ex's dad, said that no one in her family will ever be talking to anyone in my family ever again. And that's about as much information as I know about how that call went. Well, it sounds like your dad set some pretty strong boundaries. Yeah, my dad is a social worker at a, at a halfway house. And he was picking up on a lot of, like, really criminal behavior that he sees from, like, his job every day from this guy. Oh, and was like, yeah. yeah, I'm not letting this continue. <laughs> Yeah, man, what uh, what a lucky thing to have a dad who's good at sort of spying that stuff out to come in and deal with that situation. Because yeah. that, that guy, he did not sound like he was good news at all. I feel bad for... Um, no. I feel bad for whoever your girlfriend was at the time. I feel bad for her. I don't know what her life was like in that house. From my understanding, it wasn't great. But she really liked her dad and really didn't like her mom. And it was weird. And 
I, I don't know. Her, I, I didn't, it was very much, uh, I'm going to date this person because I'm in high school. Like, neither of us really clicked with each other that well. It wasn't that good of a relationship, like, even without that. And, like, yeah. <laughs> so, Eli, it says here that you're struggling to connect. It says here you have a new girlfriend, and you're struggling to connect with her dad. What's going on with this new girlfriend? Yeah, so me and my new girlfriend, we've been dating for uh, six months as of yesterday. Um, and I get really, really bad anxiety around her dad. And, like, I have really bad trust issues with a lot of adults because of this experience where it's like... Really? Like, cause, yeah, and it's, like, really hard for me to, like, connect with him, even though, like, he's genuinely a nice guy. Like, he's kind of a nerd he's really just nice he makes jokes and i think they're pretty funny like he's just a nice guy and i just but like whenever i'm like around him or like we're hanging out at her house or something and he's there like i just like kind of like free like i start like having a mini panic attack about it really let me ask you this have you talked to a real therapist about any of this stuff um so i have a real therapist I have talked to her very briefly about this, but it's really hard to get in right now to therapy. I haven't gone in like two months and we're trying to get me in, but it's not working out. Interesting. Because I do wonder what they would say. Because you, you talked to her briefly about it. Did she have any brief uh, responses? I mean, it, it was kind of like I talked about it while talking about something else. And so she probably just wrote it down in her notes. Because yeah. she asked me a follow-up question about something else. But with my dad as a therapist, which is a whole, it's a weird dynamic because sometimes I just want to be my dad and sometimes it's nice to have him as a therapist. Um, but it's like, he has said some interesting things about it. Tell me what he said about it. So, him being like, you know, like a witness in this, um, he was very, like, he understood very clearly, like, what had happened to me because he had seen it happen to other people. I haven't right. talked to him about it in a bit. Um, but it's like, I, I just need to learn to dissociate, I guess, where it's like, this person isn't the same person. And just, it's okay that my brain doesn't know that because, like, mm. it takes time for people to, like... Oftentimes, your brain will process something before your heart does, and then you have to, like, wait a minute till you actually, like, process it, I guess. Hmm. Yeah, this is a difficult thing, because you don't want your uh, uh, relationships with anyone else to kind of, like, define how you view relationships with other people as you move on with your life but it would make sense that your brain just does it anyway yeah what else has your dad sort of told you that's helped you out with this as you've uh, continued on I don't know if you've talked to him about this particular situation you're having with your current girlfriend I have not talked about him with this current situation um but in general, a big thing that my dad and I have talked about is like picking up on things that like trigger off anxiety and trigger off depression and stuff like that and mm. dealing with them quickly before it like eats you away. <laughs> well, I'll say this much. It sounds like you got a good uh, you got a good resource in your dad to help you out with all this shit. Yes, I do. You know, maybe yeah, can I ask you this? It's been a lot you, of work. <laughs> you, have you spent a lot? Of, and I, I tell this to everyone, but have you spent a, a lot of time not in a relationship? Like, how recently was this new girlfriend after the the old one? Um, this new girlfriend was in January of this year, and that girlfriend was in February or March of last year. All right, so it was at least a year. Yeah, it was a minute. All right. Well, I kind of needed it. <laughs> you kind of needed it. Well, I don't like hearing that. What do you mean by you needed it? Um, 
Well, I needed to not be in a relationship because that time oh, of my yeah, life sure, sure. was really dark. Like, mm-hmm. really dark. Like, even after that, that definitely didn't help. And then, like, I was really suicidal, really depressed, really anxious all the time. Like, several, like, incidents, incident, ugh, uh, things happened. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, yeah. What is your life like now? What is the sort of general feelings going on? currently um i feel it's so it's been over a year since i've done any sort of self-harm or anything like that i am genuinely just happier to be around people i'm i am very quick to pick up when things are going bad for me and i'm starting to be able to talk about things that have happened to me now because like all that stuff happened last year and i kind of wouldn't talk about it and now like I'm finally comfortable enough where I'm feeling good and I'm feeling ready to start telling people about it and start focusing not on like getting past it. Cause I feel like I am past most of it, but like on how it happened to me, but it doesn't define me. I like that. It seems like you have a healthy relationship with everything that's going on with you, especially even though, especially with it going on with you so young, you have a very mature mindset about it. Um, well, Eli, thanks for sharing. Is there anything else you want to say to the people at the computer before we go? Um, I, so I've been listening to your stuff on Spotify all week at work and I was listening to it today and then I got the Twitch and so I followed you on Twitch and then I got the notification at work and I was like, you know what, I'll just call today because I've been listening to it all week and mm. here we are. <laughs> Well, thank you for listening. And getting man. me through I'm, my work day. It's been tedious. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you brought all this stuff up. I'm like totally not a real therapist or equipped to talk about a lot of the issues that yeah, you're, yeah. You're, you're bringing up on, on, on this here thing. But, um, you know, thanks for sharing anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, uh, good luck for it. I, I did mean what I know I said all that spiel about how I, I don't, you know, know how to talk about all this shit. But I do, I do mean what I, I said when I said that I think you have a mature mindset about it because. Uh, you're you're not you don't sound like you're letting a lot of this stuff define you when you said that you're allowing yourself to move on from it and i think that's in my unprofessional lizard opinion uh the the most important thing so good good for you man keep going on that thank you i am trying my best (laughs) take care eli yeah you too well hey folks this episode is sponsored by funlove.com Oh yeah, that's right. We have finally gotten a coveted sex toy marketplace sponsorship. And boy, does this place have it all. Funlove.com is your place to go for vibrators, lingerie, BDSM bondage stuff if you're into that, penis pumps, cock rings, chastity belts. Go crazy, folks. Explore new possibilities, pleasure zones, and find your vibe at funlove.com. Funlove.com is a leading online retailer of sensual health and wellness products, offering a wide array of premier brands of toys, lingerie, and accessories. And for a limited time, Therapy Gecko listeners can save 30% off their first order by entering the code GECKO at checkout. Go to funlove.com and use the code GECKO at checkout to save 30% off your first order. Visit funlove.com today and make a horny purchase. Hello? Hello? Is this Anthony? Yeah. You sound, uh, you sound like you're chilling right now. I, uh, yeah. How'd you know? How do you feel right now in this moment? I feel... I feel chilled. It says here that you are on mushrooms right now, and you wanted to share your uh, experience with us. Yeah, well... First, uh... I don't know where I am. All right, let's talk about that. Where do you where do you think you are? Do you have any idea? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I I started this morning in New York, 
but but I think I think I I, I don't think I'm in New York anymore. Okay, where do you think you are? There's a, a well. I see a tree, two trees, uh, three actually, and grass. A lot of grass. Mm-hmm. Are you outside? Yeah. Uh. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. I could be. I'd be curious where you would be if you were inside and you were seeing trees and grass. Yeah. I mean, how do you know this? What have you been thinking about lately? Uh, I've been thinking a lot. A lot about life. Yeah, what about life? It's, uh... I don't know, actually. It's great. Great. It's really, uh, it's really good. Yeah. What's uh, what's good about it? I'm feeling, uh, well, a lot of things: the air, the sky, the sun, or the moon. This could be daytime or nighttime. What is your general? What is your general grass. life like, Anthony? What do you sort of do with your days? Yeah, I like to. Uh, I like to meditate. Okay. What do you do uh, other than meditating? Um, I walk. Okay. Do you have a job? Yeah. Uh, no. Do you have a partner? I mean, I have a job. Like a relationship of any kind? A partner? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sure. I have a friend. All right, or you two. have a relationship. And uh, you, you just now, just now you just said that you have uh, a job. You do have a job. I do. I do have a job. What is your job? Uh, I forgot. I, I, I knew this morning and... But I forgot what I do. Mm-hmm. I've lost my. Uh, I've lost my purpose. I think. Okay. Do are you looking for a new purpose? Yes. As a matter of fact, I am. What are you thinking might be your new purpose? I think. Research. Yeah. I'd like to research. like to research. I would like to research the study of peanut butter and why it tastes so damn good. Okay, you want to be a peanut butter researcher. That's a good purpose. Yeah. All right, yeah. so we have a new purpose for you. And let's get back into the personal life. You said you have three different girlfriends, or boy, I, you didn't. Uh, you said you have well, three different. Uh, I wouldn't say. Relationships. I wouldn't say that. Just no, just okay. friends. Just friends. Yeah. All right, so you have three friends. Yeah. Yeah. Three friends. Are you happy with? Are you happy with the amount of friends that you have right now? Do you want more friends, or are you content? Um. I could I could go for four. Could you be? I mean, would you? Would you like to? I mean, would you be my fourth? My fourth friend. I think realistically, the chance of us genuinely becoming friends is very low. Well, based on what? Not, uh, not because like. Uh, I, 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 I could tell you the premises. You live. In 
uh, New York, which I, I don't live there. Okay, fair point. Um, okay. I don't I don't see how we would get in touch after this. Um, Zoom. And then also, I friendship is sort of based on like recurring instances of us seeing each other. And I don't know how we would be recurrently right. seeing right. each other. We would have to make a lot of active effort well, towards seeing each other that I don't see either of us making. Okay. Well, I would put the effort in. I, I realistically probably would not put the effort in. Well, I appreciate your honesty. Of course. But we have right now. We have at least the next minute on the phone together. What would you like to do with that final minute? Okay. Well, what would you like to talk about? Nothing in particular. I feel like we've gotten everything that we needed out of hmm. this. Okay. Well, I am outside. And you help. I'm glad we cleared that up. With that. I'm, I know I'm, where I am I'm now. happy to help. Yeah. I'm happy to help. I'm glad that you know where you are now. And I'm going to... Uh, I'm going to research peanut butter. Let us know what you find. Yeah. Oh, I will. Anything else you want to say before we go, Anthony? I'll be back. Thank you for calling. Thank you. Hey, look at you. Florist by day, student by night. Student by day, nurse by night. Since 1998, Penn State World Campus has led the charge in online education, offering access to more than 175 in-demand programs taught by our expert faculty. We offer flexible schedules, scholarships, and tuition plans to help you reach your educational goals online. Penn State World Campus delivers on your time. Click the ad or visit worldcampus.psu.edu to learn more. That's worldcampus.psu.edu to learn more.